0: Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia
1: vehicles and servicing. Breakfast
2: with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. let Bix, I think we're being too polite about the car park incident this morning. You'll hear it, you'll hear that in a moment when we get into the actual show. We spoke to Ryan Kiddo from Adelaide United. We spoke to Cam Luke, two first names. Trustworthy, though, um, about the trade. Quick Bix, really good. But this morning was a nightmare.
3: Do we think that that truck was from the Adelaide City Council?
2: I tell you what, mate. I took a photo of the truck. Did the, you? The mother trucker. Because um, I'm prepared to talk to Jane Lomax Smith. J-Lo? Really?
3: <laughs> about the truck, if I need to go that high.
2: What about the, the swagger on the personalised number plate? Big one. <laughs> was that the truck? It said big one on it. Big one. Well, I just don't,
3: get I don't it. think that's the uh I don't think that's the Adelaide City Council then. That we should be.
2: have left our cars there and locked them in. And go, sorry guys. Oh no, we've got a job to do. So there was a big poo truck parked outside the um yep. Studio Lumo car park and
3: pumping out effluent.
2: What is effluent? Well
3: what what Is pump- that
2: when you've got lots of money?
3: No, <laughs> that's affluent. Oh, You've been watching Kath and Kim too much.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's a bit of F flying around the air and we stink like it now. I hopped
3: in your car and your car was putrid. Now I wasn't sure if it's normally if you, you know, maybe a bit of flatulence on the way in, in the, uh, in the early morning or whether that was the effluent smell.
2: It was disgusting. And I'm just, it just is not the greatest start to your day when you're ready to come in and bounce into Studio Lumo when someone is just rude to you in the morning. I just don't like it.
3: Mm. Mm. And and it was the earliest I've been as well. I was five past five. I was
2: Yeah, what was wrong with you? Did you not sleep last night?
3: Well, no, maybe it was 10 past. I was just up. It was was, 20 past. No, no, that was when you got there at 20
2: past. Yeah, because my daughter had some sort of gastro and my dog vomited all over her bedroom floor, which woke up my other kid. Mm. Great start to the day.
3: Yep. Yeah, well... Do you know what that is? I'm just rubbing my two little fingers together. Oh. That's the world's smallest violin.
2: Oh, I thought you were snorting. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time I've heard you snort. I loved it.
3: I didn't mean to do it. No, I thought it was really good. It was a big show. We uh, we (laughs) previewed all the action in the trade period. Mm. You think that it's going to get done? The three of the four? Yeah, I, I think so. I tend to agree. Yeah. I think Ivan Soldo might be left at the altar, contracted.
2: These are some of the, the point things point. we need to confirm because as a name guy myself, mm. Ivan Ivan, mm, Ivan Marich, people used to call him Ivan Marich.
3: No, no one called Ivan Ivan.
2: A few people did. ginevan ginevan you th- went with both today. Did I? Yeah.
3: Well, just covered all my bases. Yeah. Well, Ivan is definitely Ivan
2: because
3: mm. he told me that himself. And he... oh. He let people know early on in his career, I am Ivan.
2: I am Ivan. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And I thought Ivan Soldo was also Ivan because he he was his cousins with... um,
2: Ivan. Ivan, I am Ivan.
3: Ivan Marich. Hmm. And he was his mentor sort of... You
2: are a woman. I am Ivan.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. We digress. You have a
2: car. I have Ivan. So is it Ginevan? Ginevan.
3: And Van Ruyen? Van Royen? Yeah. I'm finally getting that through my head. Not not Van Ruin.
2: One of the worst ones is when people say Mark Blitz calves.
3: <laughs> what about Tim Membray?
2: I used to text you all the time when you commentated, you used to say Zombrero and Tim Membre. What about um Who Stephen was? Caniglio? <laughs> Can-
3: <laughs> Caniglio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Also Schoenberg He had to come out And say it's Schoenberg
3: So what about The whole Fogarty versus Fogarty
2: Well they're different Aren't they Because Geelong is Fogarty Or is he Carlton now Carlton no. is Fogarty Which he used to be at Geelong Yep And then Fogarty is that one But they're spelled the same
3: Yeah Go figure It's life's hard As a commentator
2: It is <laughs> What about Mubwa Chol As you call him? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't tease me. Apologies.
2: Um, there's some good names out there. There's what
3: other what other ones do people get wrong with What them?
2: about the Adelaide United player, Apostolos Damatolopoulos?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be even Try going and say with, it. I wouldn't even be going with that. Say it. No, no, I I need to I need to look at it in front of me
2: Apostolos Damatolopoulos. No. You've got to back yourself in when you say it though. You can't you have to just go.
3: Mm. So what's his nickname? What do people call him? What's the shortened version? Because the Greek AP. Freak's got um, AP. AP. That, that's
2: Apostolos it. Staminopoulos. Just try it.
3: No, no, no I, I need to look at it so I can get the. Christian
2: Konstantopoulos.
3: Christian Konstantopoulos. That, that, that's a good one. That doesn't sound that hard. What about, what's the Greek Freak? What's his name?
2: Giannis Antetokounmpo.
3: Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hmm. What other hard Victor Wembenyama. What about CJ, who plays for uh, Hawthorne? Oh, yeah. Jaff.
2: CJ, just go with CJ. Yeah, just CJ, I reckon. Hold on. Man, the middle. <laughs> we gotta go. Enjoy the podcast.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
4: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready?
4: Let's go! Very good
2: morning to you. What a beautiful sunrise as well on this Wednesday, the 18th of October. Um, Mark Bickley, you, you're looking around Studio Lumo shocked, right? Yeah. Because you're unsure of the sunrise, do so you want me to tell you how I saw it? Yes. <laughs> you want me to give you an it's idea? It's been a
3: drama-filled morning already.
2: How I've seen the sunrise this morning? How? We normally talk about sport, and of course, we're going to. If you want to get involved in the show, 0427-154-166. Thanks to Tire Power, get your free five-minute safety check. Mm. This morning's been eventful to say the least, and it all started at my house this morning. Yeah. Before I got to see you for the increased drama.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: So my youngest daughter, Aspen, is mm-hmm. almost three. Yes. She likes to wake up once a night, mm-hmm. um, once early in the morning, to you, be specific. You, around s- you sound resentful. Three o'clock in the morning, it's a traditional thing where she doesn't want anything to do with me. She wants mum to go and see her. Yeah. Um, This morning, everything was all going well. We were woken up to our eldest daughter, Rain, who decided to get in bed with us, but then tell us she had a stomach ache. So I thought, great. Mm. Just on the the night that we could have a full night's sleep, it would be fantastic. So I'm getting up, getting ready to come into Studio Lumo here. I've got changed into my wonderful new throwback Port Adelaide sweater. And then as I was about to leave, I hear this. My dog. (laughs) has decided to vomit all over my youngest daughter's bed oh, dear. and woken up the daughter. So yeah. I've left a pretty chaotic house just before five in the morning. And then I...
3: Well, that's a win.
2: It's a win because I get onto Hindley Street thinking, okay, this is going to be yeah. fantastic and peaceful. My phone rings it's Mark Bickley. Yeah. And it's either a couple of options. A, you need money. Um, again, B, you're again. not coming into work today and you've left it to the last minute. Hmm. Or C, I don't know. And it turned out to be C. Over to you.
3: Yeah. So we park in a car park in a little street behind Studio Lumo. And this morning, there's a giant truck there with a giant, I don't know, what would you call it? A giant sort of like umbilical cord going into a sewer. We're sort of pumping it out, but it's parked right across the entrance.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say a giant flog driving it.
3: <laughs> to parked right across the entrance yeah. to our car park. So I sort of waited, sort of patiently thinking, you know what, he'll see us there or mm. see me there waiting and he'll either reverse the truck five metres or ten metres one way or ten metres the other and allow us to get into the car park. He wasn't having a bar of it and so he decided, no, nah, no, nah, i got to finish here, mate. Can't move it until I finish. Well, we waited for... 15 minutes and then... It well, got- I got
2: out of the car and I went to go and confront the guy, scared, thinking you were going to do it because you're the captain of this team, but you stayed in your car. So I went I already and had look-
3: been there and done
2: it? Had you had a conversation with him? No,
3: I looked around and he wasn't there. No,
2: exactly. So you I stayed in your car guy. and you let me go and do it. And I looked at the guy. <laughs> By the way, they were pumping what was the scent of a sewer. <laughs> That's what I said. And I've got this all over my <laughs> new jumper now. So I stink like a toilet, <laughs> even worse than normal. And I've gone and looked at the guy and said, hey, mate, you know, lovely to meet you. I've just got Mark Bickley, the oh, captain of the that. Crows in the, the car behind me. And yeah. he needs to get into Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy, SA, in 17 minutes. The guy's like, well, I don't know. That's not my problem. I don't drive the truck. Mm. And I, I thought, well, what is your role then if you don't drive the truck? Has the driver That's just the left it there.
3: I'd spoken. He said, it's not my truck.
2: Yeah, so then we've jumped back in the car and we've gone, well, we're going to commit to this. I've called you because you're behind me and you didn't leave your car. You locked the doors. And I thought, okay, so we're in this together. Then another truck, it looked like a bus parked behind you. (laughs) We We were sandwiched. Then a guy got out of it and walked up and off went down the window. Reluctantly, this guy, instead of hair, had tattoos all over his head. And I said, you're going to have to speak to the bloke. And he's come back and said, look, he's being difficult. There was probably other words that were used instead of difficult.
3: He he said the same expletive to me.
2: And he's going to be a while. So we've just waited there. Mm. And I thought at this point. By this
3: time, it's about quarter to six.
2: Yep. At this point, I thought, Mark Bickley and I, we are a team. Mm. We're a duo. We're into, I think, our 90-second show. Yep. Yep. We're committed. Yep. And I've never seen someone reverse so quickly and find a car park and run to Studio Lumo and leave me behind.
3: Well, what did you want What, what did you want me to do?
2: We're in it together.
3: Did you want me to wait until we could find two parks that were next to each other? Yeah, I
2: did. Or at least help me find a park. But then I've done 14 laps of the city. I feel like I did the street circuit of the Tour Down Under when it used to be in here. And then I found my park. And so, you were so, nowhere to be seen. So, you've basically gone every man for himself. And you've made your way to Studio Lumo by yourself. And I've had to walk past old mate while smelling like poo. And here I am. Just so we're clear,
3: you didn't want me to take a park and unless there was a park for you as well.
2: I thought we were a team.
3: Well, you know what? I thought I'll do the right thing. Mm. I'll efficiently get a park. I'll come up here. And then if you want to sort of waffle on and flitter around the place at least at least someone will be here to start the show and thank goodness i did because you got here about one minute before the show well i'm
2: parked in a loading zone so this is what i thought and now i can understand the situation where you know can
3: i just say one thing yeah i went with the the mantra they use in the aviation industry put your own mask on first before you help others
2: yeah and you did and this is what i can tell though you you have this whole aura about you that you are a leader yeah but you leave everyone else behind and refuse to do the dirty work i feel like shane ellen
3: (laughs) come on mate
2: i'm just left to pick up the pieces and get the job done but you're the one holding up the premiership cup
3: i'll tell you what you'd still be in the in the change rooms if if we're using that football analogy, you can't even if you can't find a car park. Yeah, it, like I'm not going to wipe your bottom for you. It's as simple as that, mate. Something- well, it smells like I need to because
2: <laughs> of the thing that was coming out of that truck. Sometimes you got to be able to look after yourself. You have got to be able to paddle. Mm, well, look, I tell you what, this is your role for this morning because I'm parked in a loading zone. And you're parked in a real short-term style setup.
3: No, I'm good. I'm good because I'm in a one-hour car park that starts from 8 a.m. So, Well, I've
2: had a chat to the, the parking inspector. <laughs> so at 6.25, while I'm pressing the buttons here, you're going to go move my car. Okay. And I'm... you're going to put both of our cars in the car park at 6.25. <laughs> really? When we're finding out what's happening in the world of sport, okay. when John Brick reads the news, okay?
3: What I'll do, this is what we'll do. At okay. 6.25, I'll put mine in.
2: And then you leave mine, won't you?
3: No, no, no. And then at what time?
2: You've got time to run over there and do it. 6.25. All right. We'll see how we go. I think you can do it. Um, more team care for family cars <laughs> at Port Adelaide. Uh, massive supporters of us here at SENSA. What a strange start to the morning. And what a strange end to yesterday because it's the final day of trade today, Mark mm-hmm. Bickley. And I want to, I want to lift the curtain a little bit if I can. Please do. Yesterday off air, you passed a comment to me and you'll, you'll be comfortable with me saying this so don't get nervous. Oh, she
3: what, what are you going to say?
2: You said to me, don't be surprised if the name Jack Ginnivan pops up mm-hmm. at some stage today. This was prior to anyone mentioning his yes. name. Mm-hmm. You read that perfectly. There, there's a chance he'll be at Hawthorne by the end of today. How did you read that so well?
3: Well, it, it's not rocket science. I, I posed a question on twitter yesterday we talked about this yesterday in the show that i thought that the collingwood football club paid a a premium for lockie schultz which is fine because he's under contract he had a he's still contracted to um to the Fremantle football club he's a great player to get him out of there you have to pay overs and they did pay overs and i thought well, that's strange because when you look at their collingwood's forward line i sometimes get your pay overs and i'll give you an example crows paid overs to get bryce gibbs in at the end of 2017 i think it was because they needed a classy midfielder they had a lot of blue collar midfielders they didn't have someone who was a finisher who could get the ball in hand and deliver it inside forward 50 so they paid overs. that was an absolute need when you're looking at the need of collingwood i just don't see it i look in their forward line they've got uh, firstly they've got the Norm Smith medalist in Bobby Hill who's mm-hmm. a small forward they got um, Jamie Elliott they got Bo McCreary uh, who else have they got who's at similar size they got Jack Guinevere there's yeah. four players and they won the flag last year and they've given up pick 34 which was Taylor Adams so they've effectively given Taylor Adams and their first round pick next year which is probably going to be between 14 and 18 you would think I just thought that's a that's a Big price to pay for someone who you've you've got some players who fit in that role. Now, read Mark Robinson wrote an article saying that uh, that Jack Ginnivan and um, Craig McCrae had a few uh, discussions around the, the the merits of going to Moonee Valley the night before the grand final. He also and, had
2: a bit of a hiccup at the start of the season as well. Jack Ginnivan's been in the, the headlines for the past twenty four months. But the
3: reality is, he kicked forty goals last year. He kicked, I think he's kicked something like uh, 14 or 15 goals this year, played 17 games. Five of those have been at the sub. So in, if you're looking at the last two years, Schultz has kicked 30 and 30, so that's about 60. Ginnivan's kicked 55, and Ginnivan's played five less games and, and started as a sub five times. They're, they're, it's, it's comparable is what I'm saying. Uh, so it, it's just interesting. I know there's other stuff in terms of uh, Lockie Schultz's has got a better goal assists and he puts a bit more pressure on. If you look at some of those precious statistics, but Jack Ginnivan is twenty years of age and he's mm. nineteen. He's kicked forty goals in a season, so I just feel like there's still a fair bit of upside. He's still pretty malleable at that age, so you know, like you'd think Craig McCrae with all the the discussion around the way he coaches, it's really about you know bringing people along for the ride and being able to be an individual and being able to still you know, respect that but and fit into the team position. So I just thought that when you, when someone is um, brought into your position and has been targeted to come in and play your spot, the first thing you're going to do is say, well, gee whiz, I was the last bloke in, in the grand final. Now they've recruited a bloke to play my spot. I'm not in the best 22. So at 20 years of age and having kicked... 50 or 60 goals, you know, averaging 1.2 goals a game, you it wouldn't be hard to find somewhere else to
2: play. We have a night stay to give away today to the Hotel Grand Chancellor. We'll let you know how we do that very shortly. Uh, also, if you haven't heard, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip or two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12th, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. It is 14 minutes past six. We are going for a top of 26 degrees today, Mark Bickley. Hello. Every day, if you are the first voice on the show, we give you a prize. It's as simple as that. And today, we've got that Signet Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. So call us up. one 736 736 You can talk about anything. Port Adelaide fans, do you think that all four deals will get done today? Or will Asava Radagalia be the one that misses out once again? There's a lot happening, Um, or Crows fans, are you happy with how the Crows have ended up and what happens to their list now? Moving into 2024, it's completely up to you. 1-300-736-736. If you are the first caller this morning, we will get you on the air straight away. It's SENSA Breakfast. Good morning.
0: Five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast
4: with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you, ready? Are you ready?
1: Are you ready?
4: Let's go! 20 minutes past six on SENSA
2: Breakfast Ranch Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Mark Bickley is just going through some exercises at the moment, because in five minutes he's going to race to Hindley Street <laughs> to get both of our cars and put them in the car park because of the debacle this morning. Um, let's hope that Kimbo and the Roots don't have to go through the same experience we did this morning. I've never experienced that before, Mark Bickley.
3: Well, I would have thought if you inconvenience someone... By parking across the entrance to something, you you would be oh, sorry, guys. I just moved... Totally uh, agree. Had a giant, like I said, had a giant umbilical cord that had all the sewer in it. It was horrific. It seemed like that was about ten meters long. Yes, literally get in the cab. Yep, shuffle forward mm-hmm. five meters, and happy days. Jared smiling. I'm happy and life would have gone on. But instead, he just sat there and wasn't prepared to move.
2: It's not good. Let's hope they're not listeners um, because we've been bagging <laughs> them hope, on let's morning. Let's hope they are. Well, yeah. I mean, you're safe. I'm certainly not. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. after talking about uh, my issues this morning at home prior to Car Park Gate with my vomiting dog and my um, unwell daughter, Brett, Jared, funny story, but it's breakfast time and dog vomit stories, maybe not, so thank you. He also says, I hope we get a salve Radigalier radical air at Port Adelaide through the draft process and then Geelong get nothing. Geelong deserve nothing.
3: Well, we're going to talk about that after seven, but that is a real possibility. Now, the draft process, uh, the, the inkling is towards the national draft, so not the pre-season draft because the preseason draft is where you can top up and you can get a, an uncontracted player. And other clubs might be tempted to say, you know what, we might take Asava. But mm. the national draft, so Porter saying, pick twenty four is on the table and we want, we think that's fair. If you don't take him, we will walk him to the national draft. And they're banking on most other clubs saying, do I really want to use a pick, you know, effectively a first or early second round pick to take Asava Radigalia when we've got all the best 18-year-old talent out there. Now, some clubs may be tempted, depending on how many picks you have. So Adelaide, I reckon, are the most likely. 14, 10, 14, and 20. Could Adelaide at 20 say, you know what, Asava's happy to come to Adelaide. Mm. We'll take him with our pick 20. And that feels a real need for us. But depending on... i I just have to beef up on my homework here. Can you put a price on your head? Fasava puts five years at six hundred thousand dollars a year.
2: You used to be able to do that, didn't you?
3: I thought that was in the preseason draft. Not yeah, sure. I think it's the preseason I'm not draft. Sure you can do that in the national draft. So, anyway, there's all those machinations to take place. But I think what will happen is it'll go all the way to the to the wire, and then Geelong will say, "Well, guess what? They're not backing away from this. Mm. We either take twenty five or we take nothing, and and that'll get done."
2: We were talking about Jack Inivan yesterday. David King had his say.
3: I'm a
5: Jack Ginnivan fan, yep. and, and I think you're always learning in footy, and some, some guys take a long while to learn who they are as a footballer, what they can be, what motivates them, you know, how to learn, how to live, um, both in-game and, and out of hours, and he's on that path. I mean, Very rarely do you have a guy come in at his, his age last year and kick 40 goals in a season. They are hard to find. Mm. Everyone says, oh, we've got this bloke now, we've got the new model, let's throw that one out. It's not how it works. It's not a, It's a family environment. You bring him in, you challenge him. Hey, last year you come back as fast as a house yep. from pre-season and it cost you six weeks of footy. Don't let that happen to you again. Bang. He'll put on his, his list this year of off-season goals to come back, to run PBs, to challenge those others around the edges for that same position. So I don't see it as a bad thing. I, I don't know why we have to purge this guy because one other person's coming in.
3: Mm, there you go. I, I could not agree more. And if you... If you had a list of all the players who, uh, at 19 or 20, had some pitfalls, you, you'd be staggered. They, you know, the, I played with a heap of players who, as younger players, took a little bit of time to find themselves. Um, think, of, think of Christian Petrarca. Early days, he was told, wasn't fit enough, you're meant to be a midfielder, you can't get fit enough to play in the midfield. You know, and you know, Talking about behavioural stuff... How's Jordan Goey going at the minute? Mm. He's pretty handy, but people wanted to throw him out. People wanted to throw Dustin Martin out because he had some issues when he was coming to terms with the all the attention that being an AFL footballer brings. So there's two th- two ways you can go. You can try and nurture those players through that, which Melbourne did with Petrarca. Now, Petrarca wasn't a problem child away from footy, but he certainly had some struggles getting his body where it needed to be uh Jordan DeGeoy, Dustin Martin, they've been nurtured and uh, you know helped to get to where they are and two of the best players in the competition that have won premierships won premierships off their own back
2: Tyre Power, you can get your free five-minute safety check. What are your thoughts on Jack Ginevan? A text message has come through on the text line, 0427-154-166. I don't think Jack Ginevan fits into the culture at Collingwood. He can certainly play. It's attitude and behavioural issues. Do you think it makes it easier for Jack too, who put a photo up on social media yesterday and then deleted it saying that he's, he's ready to go or whatever and mm. it had no indication that it, he was going to be moved? I think it was just something that he wanted to do but he's won a premiership now um does that change your kind of thought process
3: i would have thought it, it brings you together once again just on that one there around i don't think jenna fits into the culture at collingwood it's attitude and behavior like once again jordan de has had multiple goes at it and there's been lots of players whether it be dane swan whether it be uh, you know alan didak heath shaw the, you know the rat pack they all had different issues along the way. Maybe
2: it's just something that Craig McRae doesn't stand for now, though, because he inherited Jordan Goey from Nathan Buckley. So well, p- potentially through that period, Jordan Goey has gone through his transforma- transformation and McRae's gone, well, mm-hmm. this is not our culture.
3: Well, I, I think it was going on last year. Remember, there was the trip to Bali mid-season that, that caused the issue that Craig McRae said, no, we're all okay with it. Mm. Sat him down, had the discussion. So once again, Jordan Goey's would be 25. Jack Ginevan... 20. He's kicked, I just had a look then, he's kicked uh, 58 goals from 42 matches as a 20-year-old. He kicked 40 goals in a season last year as a 19-year-old. Like, there's there's a lot to work with. Once again, I'm not questioning. Craig McRae's got every right to set the standards and we don't know how many discussions have been had and how many chances Jack's had. But at the end of the day, um, I think he is someone that's got enormous upside. He's, he's going to live and he's going to learn and he's only going to get better from here. And it's, it's um, I just, yeah, clearly Collingwood have run out of patience, but there'll be other suitors. Don't worry about that. And Hawthorne with their age demographic look like a good one.
2: Speaking of suitors, um, Harry Suter has scored the goal for the Socceroos who are playing um, nice New Zealand segue. at the moment. Thank you so much. It's currently 1-0 at the moment, that game at the 55-minute mark. They're playing in Brentford.
3: What about the ICC World Cup? Mm. South Africa we can
2: get into that in the sports update just calm down there's plenty more sport I'm to just, get into telling everyone that they've gone down to the Netherlands well we were going to say that in the next couple of minutes you're a bit flustered today because of the car park gate I <laughs> no, think no,
3: I'm just, just letting people know it's a big world event
2: it is but we also let them know 13 minutes ago hmm. <laughs> people, people are tuning in all the time Jared. we're in studio LUMO powered <laughs> by LUMO Energy SA um, we will give you a sports update very soon but right now Mark Bickley Move the car. Move the car time. So we'll be back after this. Well, I will be. We'll see what Mark Bickley can do. He's going to document the whole thing. Good morning.
0: Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles
4: and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go.
4: 27 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast.
2: Good morning to you. We're in studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a massive thanks to Mourn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide, uh, going to be 26 degrees today, a beautiful day. Heating up tomorrow, pretty sure it's going to be 30 degrees tomorrow as well. Um, on the show today, as trade is wrapping up in uh, just over 12 hours time, we are going to be joined by Cam Luke from Trade Radio. Quick picks and also the new captain of Adelaide United. They are preparing to take on the Central Coast Mariners on Friday night in a double header. The women play, followed by the men. We'll speak to the new skipper, Ryan Kiddo. Adelaide 36ers with a brand new signing as well. Um, Um, A sports update, your calls and plenty more after the news.
0: Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Maun Team Kia at Cheltenham and Archer for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
4: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 22 to
4: 7 on SENSA Breakfast.
2: Thanks to DT and the team at More Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Uh, Mark Bickley at the moment is currently moving cars around South Australia. It's Car Park Gate because of an issue we had this morning, which was... Very flattening, but we are back. We are good to go. We are here. Not too far away, your chance to get that overnight stay at the Hotel Grand Chancellor Adelaide. We're kicking goals with their exclusive SEN free extras deal. You can book direct for the win. We are playing Who's in the Lobby. We'll play that voice for you in a moment. Just briefly in a sports update, Bix was talking about the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup. Another huge upset overnight in India with the Netherlands beating previously undefeated South Africa by 38 runs. For those of you who uh, went to Adelaide Oval to watch that match in the T20 Men's World Cup, the same result occurred, so potentially South Africa are now the bunnies of the Netherlands. Um, The Dutch batted first and finished their 43 overs at 8 for 245 after a delayed start due to rain. Scott Edwards smashing an unbeaten 78 from just 69 deliveries with the Dutch pummeling the Proteus bowling at the death. They piled on 108 runs in the final 9 overs of their innings to recover cover from 5 for 85. In reply, South Africa lost their first wicket with a score on 36 and continued losing wickets at regular intervals throughout their innings. So brilliant for uh, the Netherlands. Australia are looking to hopefully stay in the tournament as they continue their way through the ICC Cricket World Cup over the next couple of nights. The matches today, New Zealand are taking on Afghanistan, uh, India Bangladesh tomorrow and then it's Friday, Australia facing Pakistan. Your Socceroos at the moment are Finishing their stint overseas, they are calling it the football ashes after the uh, stalemate uh, they had with uh, England the other night, which was brilliant at Wembley. After they uh, went down the Socceroos, um, they are currently one uh, nil leading against New Zealand and a triple substitution has just occurred with Craig Goodwin making his way onto the pitch. All right, have a listen to this voice right now. We are going to do Who's in the Lobby, our number one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 It hurts, but it hasn't played on my mind as much as people would think. Okay, have a think about that. Who do you think the voice is? I'll play it one more time. It it hurts, but it hasn't played on my mind as much as people would think. Mm, If you correctly identify who's in the hotel lobby, you will head along to the Hotel Grand Chancellor in Adelaide. You'll get overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room, overnight parking for one car, $50 food and beverage credit, kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. Our number, if you want to guess, 1-300-736-736.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Maun Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
4: Breakfast with Mark Bickley
1: and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 14 minutes to 7
2: on SENSA Breakfast. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, and it's great to be joined by Mark Bickley this morning. So the, the car keys are back after car park gate this morning we couldn't get into the car park so I set you the challenge Mark Bickley mm. you had about seven minutes to go and move both cars and successfully navigate through the car park had that guy left that blocked us in yeah
3: yeah the the big truck had gone I was I don't know there's something about your car though I jumped in there it mm. just smelt different yeah
2: I know well imagine how I smell now. <laughs> The other thing is, and again, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but you know how you left Studio Lumo, yeah. you went to move the cars, yeah. um, and you were going to document it. Do you reckon there's any chance next time you could take your bloody phone with you? You just left it on the desk.
3: Well, I was more sort of in tune of getting there, getting, getting my job done, mm. than, than being one of those people who's sort of walking around, sort of talking on the phone in their own but world. But what,
2: what if you couldn't get back into Studio Lumo? How would we have known
3: Send a carrier pigeon. <laughs> it's not all about the phone, mate. Like, I know yours is connected to your hand, yeah. but I'm living in the moment, you know? Like, try not to be distracted by my phone. Is that
2: why you took about 37 minutes to park two cars over the other <laughs> side of the road?
3: I had to walk 500 metres to get to the car.
2: We watched you walk out of the car park across here, and you were going on a beautiful Wednesday morning <laughs> stroll. You were skipping well, across well, I'll King tell William. You what.
3: I'll tell you what we'll do. Next time you want your car moved... How about you move at your bloody self? Yeah, of of I
2: got him.
1: Instead got him.
3: of yeah. asking your mate... I've broken him. Oh, <laughs> ...to do it for <laughs> you. I've broken him. By the way, what's the excess on your car? Mm. Little scratch on the bumper. You're really tight. There's a car right behind you. It was hard to get out. It's I know, it's a big truck.
2: Thank you for doing that. You're, <laughs> you're a very good man. Um, the still, the soccer is still leading one nil at the moment in Brentford, and as we mentioned, Craig Goodwin has just made his way onto the pitch. Before we get through the rest of the sports news, Mark Bickley, we are doing our Who's in the Lobby. Thank you to the Hotel Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. It, it hurts, but it hasn't played on my mind as much as people would think. Let's get a couple of guesses underway. First of all, we are going to go to Todd in Shadow Park. Good morning to you, Todd. Who do you think it is? Good morning, guys. I reckon it might be Aaron Finch. Aaron Finch is... No. It's not Aaron Finch. I can see why Todd's going that way, though.
3: You know how sometimes you hear a voice Mm. and you instantly know it? This one here, I'm fine with. I instantly recognize this voice. Others... You could listen to it a thousand times and it doesn't get make any more sense. But this is one that's uh, rather topical at the minute.
2: Okay, we'll play it again. It, it hurts, but it hasn't played on my mind as much as people would think. It hurts, but it hasn't played on my mind as much as people think. Okay, let's go to Tony in Seaton on 1300 736, 736 Tony? Yeah, I thought it sounded like Tom Dodo. The voice sounded like him. He's got it. Yeah, Tony, you've got it. You've got it. You've got it, Tony. Tom
3: Duday was Beautiful. the voice. Well done, Tony. Excellent.
2: Appreciate it. So, Tony, you get to spend a night in the Hotel Grand Chancellor with your loved one. Um, overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room. Overnight parking for one car, which would have been convenient for us today to park there because <laughs> our car park was cactus. Yeah, excellent, um,
6: excellent,
2: who are you going to take with you, Tony.
6: Uh, I suppose
2: the misses, mate. So, you know, better not take my girlfriend, right? <laughs> Tony's got, Tony's got, just tearing Tony's off. got gags in the morning, and we love it. <laughs> hey, good stuff, Tony. We appreciate you listening as well. Bix, let's continue on with the sports news. We had a bit of a cricket theme earlier with uh, the Netherlands upsetting South Africa by. 38 runs. I mean, what does that mean for the Australian team if they come up against the
3: Netherlands? Well, it's it's good in a way. At least the games we've lost, we've lost to actually cricketing powerhouses. We mm. haven't lost to any minnows like Afghanistan or Netherlands just well, yet. Well, we are still got to play Afghanistan, yeah, so we've don't... we still got to play against Logan Van Beek yet. <laughs>
2: What's happening with the Redbacks? Righto,
3: this is good news because South Australia looks set to claim its first Sheffield Shield victory of the season, needing just four wickets on the final day against New South Wales for victory. Um, Former Blues junior Nathan McAndrew put the Redbacks well on top in Adelaide with three wickets as the Blues went to stumps on day three at Adelaide Oval. On six for ninety nine, so still needing two hundred and twenty four more runs to chase down the target of three hundred
2: and twenty three. Now oh, hold on, Bix. Ma, the mid-low! Um, Jackson Irvine has just scored for the Socceroos, so they are two nil against New Zealand. Sorry, continue. Um,
3: just saying. Um, this is Nathan McAndrew. Took. Five wickets in the first dig, and then he's got uh, three now. So he's got eight for the match, which is pretty damn handy. So uh, also uh, former Blue Harry Conway uh, took another wicket as well after taking a couple in the first inning. So as we mentioned, this was right off the top on Tuesday. The bowling depth with the Redbacks is very good. where's Agar's uh, opened the bowling, and, and he's got a number of wickets as well. And so you've got Agar, McAndrew, and also Conway all amongst the wickets in this match.
2: Bit of an observation, and it's a question without notice. Um, the South Australian redbacks feature a lot of mix. Lot McSweeney
3: of McSweeney got a ton.
2: McAndrew, McSweeney, Fraser, McGurk. There's a lot of them.
3: There's also a few that um, was pointed out yesterday that aren't actually from South Australia, yeah. which is probably the way that the Sheffield Shield's going. If you you know if you're behind someone, there's only eleven spots in your state, and if you're behind someone who's you know, maybe got a bit more experience or uh, a little bit ahead of you, sort of moving state now is sort of the norm to try and find an opportunity. So uh, good to see that it looks like the recruiting that the Redbacks have done and the opportunities they are giving are starting to pay off. Uh,
2: the Adelaide 36ers made a big announcement last night as well with a new recruit, DJ Vasilievich, another DJ coming in as we farewell DJ Daniel Johnson. This is a big signing for the 36ers. So Tell know me about you- him, please. Um, I know you're all across your basketball, Mark Bickley, but um, tell us what you know, first of all, about the 36ers' season so far.
3: Well, uh, tough away game. Sorry, Melbourne United round one at home. Tough home game to start off with, Then they did the horror road trip, and then they had to come home, and they desperately needed a win against Illawarra, and they were able to do that. Trenton Flowers is uh, a young gun who promised a lot and delivered in that big home game against Illawarra. So two games this week, which are vital, Thursday and Saturday. Yes, they
2: play the Phoenix tomorrow night and then the Wildcats on Saturday. So the story behind DJ Vasilievich is that he is a championship player with the Sydney Kings Mm. and then he opted to go overseas. Now, the way that these contracts work is that the Sydney Kings had first right of refusal of Mm. what he was going to do if he wanted to come back and play in the league. Because ideally what happens is a player goes overseas, you're not just going to say, "We'll hold your roster spot for you. Mm -hmm. They have to fill that spot. But when they come back, then they get a choice of what they want to do. So whether they want to release a player to put him back on the roster. So it all started with an interest expressed from DJ to come back into the league. And then Sydney had to relinquish their rights Mm -hmm. of holding on to him. So they did. And then he has agreed to terms with the Adelaide 36ers. So he's a guard. Um, he's destroyed us when he's played against us here in Adelaide. So it's good to have one of the players who actually is is on our team. Um, a two-time championship player. And it's, look, it's interesting. I, I, what,
3: what, what position does he play? He's a
2: guard. I think it's a good signing. He's going to score points um, and lots of them. But that then takes the ball out of Trey Kell's hands, who mm. played really well the other night. It takes the ball out of Mitch McCarron's hands or Jason Caddy or Sunday. we got a lot of guards is what I'm trying to say at That's the 36ers. The, yeah. I feel that our, our strength or where we need to improve our strength is in the big man department. You can definitely notice the absence of Daniel Johnson missing. Mm. So if Isaac Humphries is having an off night or is injured – that's where I feel a little bit concerned about where we're going to strengthen up the squad. depth
3: of tools is a bit I think so.
2: I think, um, look, you can't say no to someone like him if he wants to come and play in the league because he's a proven point scorer. Mm. Um, But again, what will happen is the 36ers will have to find their rhythm with a new player in there. The other thing is, um, he's Australian. So there's still a a spot for an import, but going by our conversation with CJ last week, it doesn't sound like they're in much of a hurry to sign an import.
3: Mm, mm. Well, and to be fair, the imports have been a little bit problematic getting the yeah. right, right person. So maybe getting someone who knows the league knows that the culture around the, uh, the NBL. Um, it, it, yeah. It, to your point, it sounds like he was available and he's a great player. Let's just, let's get him as opposed to, we need a tall player and they're hard to find uh, and we'll hold out till we find a tall player. They've said, no, let's just get something done sooner rather than later. And I'm guessing they'll have to just adjust slightly the way the minutes that those guys play. Definitely, yep. and what that looks like, but they'll try and find a way that, uh, that benefits everyone and moves them forward.
2: Uh, your thoughts on that too, if you are a 36ers fan. I know that we have a lot of 36ers fans that listen to SENSA Breakfast. So please get in touch with us on the text line zero four two seven one five four one double six. We've been talking about Jack Ginnivan this morning, and of course um, the trade, which wraps up today. Uh, in a little in a look, in a little moment, we will have a chat about what our local teams are doing. Because we heard yesterday from Justin Reid from the Crows and Chris Davies from Port Adelaide. The Crows are pretty much done, right? So they're all all wrapped up. Um, they the just have to make a couple of final list the changes. The only
3: thing they may do, depending on how many picks they want in the draft. So they might not want to use all three picks. So they've got three great picks. So let's say they want to use two of those slots. So you know, let's just say that James Borlase is not signed. They want to keep James. And so they only need to bring two players in. Those three picks, they'll try and either condense them so they get, you know, maybe package up uh, 14 and 20 and see if they can move that down to 12 or something along those lines or do something with 10 and 14 and maybe get inside the top 10. Or if they're only using two, they'll try and offload pick 20 for something next year. So a future first round next year to a club that wants that extra pick this year. And so, do they have
2: to do anything right now to make sure they're in a position to get Tyler Welsh or does that just happen no. pretty much straight away well, automatically?
3: All, all they need to do is they just need to have the draft capital. So the way that father son works, if someone were to bid on Tyler Welsh at pick 15, pick 15 has a, a, draft points, index value of, I don't know, 1,400 points. So they've just got to make sure that they've got that amount of points to be able to pay for them. Now, the trick is don't have pick 15 mm. if someone bids for him at pick 14. Make sure you have pick 12 so you get pick 12, and then you bring all your back-ended picks yep. forward so you get a pick 12 and you get a pick 14. So that's why the Gold Coast Suns, for example, they've traded away all their high picks because they've got three guys inside pick 20. Mm. And the big big one is Jeb Walter, who's probably going to be in the top two or three. So the, the Gold Coast Suns traded out all their high picks, and they've got picks 22, 24, 27, 32, 34, 36. And they've been able to turn their picks, which started at about 2,400 points, by trading the high picks for lower picks. Their points now add up to 3,700. So they've almost doubled the amount of points by just by trading... Back in the draft, giving your high picks away to uh, just to get points to be able to take those academy players.
2: Can I give an early nomination for the good stuff, Mark Bickley? If you're moving house, you use the team that's easy and affordable budget car and truck rental. thirty twenty seven, twenty seven. twenty-seven, twenty-seven. That's Toby Pink. We heard from him yesterday. He's a North Melbourne player now. This is what he had to say. Yeah,
6: well, you know, I obviously hate hate losing. So, um, you know, I find myself as a competitive person, and um, I know I've, you know, I'm pretty quick for my
2: size. So. Hopefully I can, you know, be able to go in there, and make an impact straight away and, um, yeah, throw my body around. So that was Toby Pink having a chat yesterday uh, Great on SENSA on Sports Day. Great
3: story of persistence, you know, like had a crack at Sydney on their list for three years, comes back, plays in some premierships at uh, Glenelg and now gets an opportunity at 25.
2: You did make a mention before whether Adelaide could swoop in on Asava Radigalia. Brett on the text line 0427154166. Mark, don't other footy clubs understand or care about the bloke who said he wants to go to Port Adelaide and it's uh, a footy club? Uh, you footy 101. You don't pick up players that don't want to be at your club.
3: Yeah, that, that exactly on the surface makes sense. But what will happen is if it is clear that he is going to the national draft, other clubs, let's pick one. Hawthorne might need a player. Um, who else? North Melbourne might need a player. What then happens is those those clubs go into sales mode. Alistair Clarkson goes to Radical Radigalera and says, mate, you know, like North Melbourne, we're going forward. We've lost Harry Mackay. You know, we can do the deal for you. This is where we're going to play you. This is, you know, you're, you're going to be our number one defender for the next five years. Hawthorne will do the same. Hawthorne will sell their young squad. They'll talk about their form in the back half of last year. They'll talk about, you know, playing with this group and coming through together and all, all those things. So it becomes a sales pitch. And if someone can, can change his mind and say, look, you don't have to move to Adelaide. Your family can stay where they are. You can play in Melbourne. That might be enough for him to change his mind and, and a club um, can swoop in. So that's why it's, it's not the ideal uh, mode of you know getting a player for Port Adelaide. But if Geelong aren't going to budge, it, it might be the only way they can go about it. So it is fraught with danger. And generally, players get to where they want to get to, but there is, you know, Hugh Greenwood's a classic case. Remember, mm. he was delisted by the Gold Coast Suns and was going to be, you know, re, redrafted again. Well, guess what? Then in came North
2: Melbourne and in the, See you later. in the
3: blink of an eye, it can happen. You leave the door ajar. So... Whilst it's unlikely, it, it definitely can happen.
2: One minute's past seven. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Ryan Kiddo very soon from Adelaide United. Cam Luke from Trade Radio. Quick Bix 2. It is special edition of Quick Bix today. Mark Bickley, I can't reveal too much yet, but no clues today. No clues? I want it to be challenging. The last two weeks has been too easy for you. Okay. So we'll get to that in a moment. It's SCNSA going for 26 degrees today.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Morning Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
4: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready?
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to
4: you. It has been a drama-filled
2: first hour, Mark Bickley, as we sit here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Thanks to Tyre Power. Get your free five-minute safety check. We had issues with the car park this morning. For people just yeah. tuning in, just give us a brief synopsis, please.
3: Well, there was a big, uh, what would you call it, a sewage truck parked across the entrance. It's
2: literally a dump truck.
3: A d- dump truck <laughs> yep. the, parked across the entrance. And you and I sort of patiently waited for about 20 minutes, and then it was quite uh, clear that he wasn't moving. The guy
2: had a bad morning, and he had no interest in conversing with us. I offered him a signed bit of memorabilia <laughs> from you. He yeah. declined it.
3: Don't sort of put too much on top of this. Mm. But in the end, we, you and I, had to park, find a park in the street. Got up here a minute before the show started, yeah. And then I've just gone down and moved. Both, you're a hero. Both the cars.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's been a really challenging morning. So if you're going through a challenging morning, because prior to that, uh, my dog vomited everywhere at home. So mm. um, it was very disappointing. Just a sports update before we talk some more footy. So it's full time at Brentford over in the UK. Mark Bickley, the Socceroos win two nil against New Zealand. So, mixed results after going down 1 0 to England What's, at Wembley. What's
3: um, New Zealand soccer team? Are they the All Whites?
2: Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, also. The goal scorer for the Socceroos was Jackson Irvine, who scored the most recent one. But the first goal was interesting. I just watched the highlights then. Mitchell Duke has gone to kick the goal, basically on the goal line. And he celebrated without realising the ball has ricocheted off Harry Suter's chest and gone in. So the goal officially has gone to Harry Suter after some acrobatics from uh, Mitchell Duke. So... Mitchell Duke scored at the World Cup in November last year, so good to see him in good form. And Harry Suter is uh, going to be playing for Australia for a very, very long He's a time. Big man, isn't he? Very big defender and. He kept us in the World Cup in November too. So congratulations to the Socceroos. We'll speak more football a little bit later on when we are joined by Adelaide United. Captain Ryan Kiddo. Let's get, Let's get into trade though, Mark Bickley. Uh, about 12 hours until we wrap up the trade period for 2023. We thought we'd have a look at both clubs and where they sit at the moment. So where do you want to start?
3: I just want to start. There's a We talked about just before the, the break uh, about if Port Adelaide March... Asava Radigalia to the national draft yep. and try and pick him up with the pick they wanted to use, which was 25. But I just said it leaves the door ajar for other clubs because they might be able to go to the sales pitch. Now we've got a text message come in say, please, Bix, what drivel? Don't you think these clubs have already made their sales pitch? The guy has made up his mind. Yeah, he made up his mind to go to Port Adelaide, expecting Port Adelaide to be able to get the deal done, expecting Geelong to be able to be civil, but it appears that Geelong are standing their digs, Port are standing their digs, so that definitely leaves the door ajar. Now, if if Port can't get it done in the trade, and you go to the national draft, clubs are well within their rights to say, "Well, we've got to pick before Port Adelaide. We may well use it if they can convince Asava and his management that there's a future there for him, and it might be in Melbourne or uh, at a different club than than what he first thought, because Port weren't able to negotiate with Geelong. We'll
2: get back to Port Adelaide in a moment. Let's start with Adelaide though because they're basically done when it comes to trading. They've got their draft picks ready to go. The only things they can do now are move a few players around on their list, whether... Uh, elevated rookies will go back onto the rookie list moving into season 2024 and what happens with a few um, uncontracted players. The big name that was spoken about this week was Harrison Petty. We saw Josh Money last night from Nine have a chat to him. That's sort of my decision and um, the club's decision. But yeah, the
5: decision's kind of been made now by um, Melbourne, which I'm totally fine with. I'm uh, happy I'm on an on a AFL list still. So, yeah. Did that sit okay with you Melbourne's decision did you ever try and push it anymore uh, I suppose at some stage i would be open to a move back yeah it is it is tough at times but um, my family are lucky enough they can they can come over and uh, see me a bit there so yeah it is it is tough at times so. what
2: do you read from that because from his response then it comes across like he was pretty keen to get here absolutely. and Melbourne said no mate
3: absolutely they just said you got two years to go yeah you are too important to us in actual fact like they, they lost to Collingwood. Mentioned this yesterday. 20 more inside 50, seven more scoring shots, lose by under a kick. Harrison Petty sitting on the sideline with a foot injury, I think it was. He's playing, and it could be a very different scenario. So they see him as maybe... The person who who is critical for them to win a final. They've, they've shown in the home and away season. They've made the top four the last two years. Gone out in, in actual fact, two years ago they made the top two. Mm. Gone out in straight sets in both those years. They've had some injury, sort of unluckiness this year. Melksham and, and Petty both unavailable. Both forwards. They just did, had a, a dearth of good forwards, unfortunately. So, I think they will try and set him up as. Uh, Jacob Van Rooyen and, and Harrison Petty as the one-two combination going forward. We know Petty's played a lot down back in their premiership. So so they're trying to rejig their forward setup. Chuck Shane McAdam in there. So they're, they're saying, we are in the window. You are a huge part of that. You're not going anywhere. And then they've got, right now, they've got He's got two years of a contract. They've got two years to change his mind and say, "No, no, no. We want you to be a one club player. We want you to play for Melbourne for the rest of your career."
2: So this is what um, list manager Justin Reid had to say about Harrison Petty. I
5: think, look, respectfully, uh, you know, Harry's a, a contracted player. But obviously, certainly where of his strong desire to get home and and will want to at some stage. But as again, he's a he's a contracted player, and you know, any South Australian or player that's keen to get home will will certainly look at those opportunities but um again as Lamy said yesterday uh 100 he'll be at the melbourne footy club next year not to say things won't change in the next 24 hours boys but highly unlikely
2: okay so that one's done before i get your take on where the crows are at with their list and whether you think it was a successful trade period for them let's hear justin reed talk about elliot himmelberg
5: now i'm more inclined fairly to stay put so um, I know he's at the club today uh, doing a bit of his rehab on the back of his uh, hamstring surgery. So um, Elliot's contracted for next year. So look forward to what he can produce into the future.
2: Mm. Okay. So what, uh, the, the the line which consistently is used on trade radios, yep, they're contracted for next year, but that yep. also means nothing. So there were conversations about Elliot Himmelberg. We had a text coming in from Daniel saying, would you trade pick 10 and Himmelberg for pick seven, he's likely playing Sandful in 2024 anyway.
3: Yeah, the, the whole thing about Elliot Himmelberg, what he has to get his head around is he's a break glass in case of emergency. So at the moment, they've got Riley O'Brien as their ruckman. They've got a little bit of Riley Philthorpe as the backup. If something were to happen and Riley O'Brien got a long-term injury, touch wood, Kieran Strawn becomes the you know the first choice ruckman and Phil Thorpe stays as the backup slash forward, but if something were to happen to Himmelberg, sorry to uh, to Strawn as it did last year, he broke his scaphoid uh, and Riley O'Brien, then Elliot Himmelberg becomes your at two hundred centimeters. He's your next. He's your next ruckman on your list. Most lists have say four to five ruckman. Adelaide have really two recognised ruckman and they've got a young sort of you know, in Riley Thilthorpe, a young ruck slash forward type player. So I think he's their backup ruck option. So unless they were able to secure someone else in the draft, you know, at the back end, who's either a young up and coming ruckman or a two or third in line, second or third in line at another club, I think Elliot Himmelberg's staying. That said, if... The whole getting down the order, what what Adelaide have to do, and what every club does, is they've got their eye on a player, and if that player is uh, going to go at pick eight or nine, and Adelaide have got pick ten, and they know that the clubs before them are really keen on that same player, then that they know they have to get to a certain number, so that might be seven. Uh, they know they have to get to that number to get the player they want so then it's about how much do they want that player then what you've got to find is you've got to find someone inside you know whoever's got pick seven you've got to get them you've got to convince them that it's in their best interest to trade that pick when they've probably got their eye on someone you know really high up the draft as well so when we look at some of the players inside the uh the top 10 as i go to my screen um we're looking at so the Adelaide of 10, you've got Essendon at 9. I don't think Essendon are giving up their picks. They need Mm -hmm. good quality talent. You've got Geelong at 8, you've got GWS at 7. So maybe GWS, you know, they've got a lot of high-end talent already. Maybe they would consider it. Then you've got Melbourne at 6, Western Bulldogs at 5. Once again, for every seller, you got to have a buyer. So if you want to trade down, you've got to find someone who's willing to give up that pick.
2: Okay, so before we talk about Port Adelaide, the Crows have said farewell to Tom Duday, Shane McAdam, the deal got done yesterday, so that's done. Um, there's a handful of players that they've said goodbye to this season um, it, that aren't including the, the delisting. So Paul Seedsman has left the club this year. Um, McPherson. Andrew McPherson. Jackson Haley, Fisher-Mackersy at the start of the season. So... Some players coming in, there's, what, one. At this point, it's Burgess that's come Mm. in Mm. and some draft picks. So if they're building to be successful next year to make their way into the eight and optimistic fans say potentially the top four, as a Crows person, do you look at the trade period and go, yep, happy with that?
3: Oh, look, I... It's, what they've done is they've massively improved their draft hand in terms of the three picks inside 20 is massive. So you're going to bring three high-quality people into your organisation. The thing about that, that I looked and I've made this point a number of times, just look at the players outside of the top 10 in the Crows best and fairest, and it's Fogarty, Rochelle, Saligo, um, Pedler. There's there's where your improvement is going to come, and then you're hoping that Worrell, Gallant, those players that have been on the list now for, you know, three four years, like you saw with Mitch Hinge. Mitch Hinge had a come out a breakout year this year, but you know he's been around the AFL system for probably six years. You know, three years at Brisbane, a couple of years at Adelaide. So you know he now he, he has a year now where his body's right, he knows the caper, he's, he's mature, and he finishes top four in the best and fairest. So that's what you're hoping for. You're you're hoping that you know. Do we expect Taylor Walker to kick seventy-five goals and be all Australian next year? I'm probably not sure if he can replicate that. But what I want to see is Darcy Fogarty kick fifty goals. I want to see Riley Philthorpe uh kick forty goals and, you know, and spend a little bit more time in the ruck and start to sort of impact games more. So the profile of Adelaide's list is such that now they've got a lot of players who have played from 20 to 50 games they've just got to keep investing in them but they're starting to got to to meaningfully invest in luke Pedler in the midfield they have to play him in the midfield to give them something else you can't just play sloan laird dawson and and matt crouch in the midfield again next year you've got to bring those young players on zach taylor is another one who who is a a a player who showed enormous talent had a, a liz frank injury last year which is a foot injury but he's got enormous talent. I'd hope that he'd make his debut and play some midfield minutes for Adelaide.
2: Okay, so just I want to finish on Adelaide. And you can let us know your thoughts as well, Crows fans. zero four two seven one five four one double six. I felt from an outsider's point of view that last year was good for Adelaide in the offseason. Um, even the year before that. So the, the past couple of seasons, they've brought in players that have had impact straight away. Mm-hmm. So yep. Dawson... Rankin, that that for me showed a trajectory of bringing in players that are going to have impact straight away and help bring the Crows success.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Burgess is probably going to be a squad player and yep. he'll get an opportunity next year, but he's not a walk-up start for round one next year. The Crows feel like they're ready to have an impact on the league in three years' time when these draftees that they get in a few weeks, they're not going to have an impact in the, the next 12 months. So it seems like yeah, the I, Crows aren't sure whether they're going next year or in three or four years. No,
3: look, I disagree. I, I think there's players that can come in instantly. Max Micheloni picked mm-hmm. 16 last year, played just about every game, bar a couple. Uh, but then you've got the preseason draft where the last couple of years, you know, Nick Murray's come through the preseason draft. Mark Keane last year came through the preseason draft. So there'll be some train on players, I suspect, at Adelaide who they'll try and supplement their list. But what they've done, remember, they, they literally bottomed out. They finished bottom in 2020. So they've had three years of building and investing in their group. And so they they topped up through uh, Isaac Rankin and Jordan Dawson with that sort of 23 to 25-year-old player. And they've invested games in all those other players that we talked about. Chase Jones is another one who finished top 10 in the Best and Fairest for the first time this year. So they, they've got a whole heap of players that they've they've – deliberately spent time playing together so they're starting to get some cohesion and they're starting to get some um, some stability around who their best 22 is they' are just got to keep playing
2: all right um, it is 18 minutes past seven uh, crows fans what do you think for Port Adelaide could be a very big day today with four potential players making their way to Alberton a couple potentially leaving as well we'll talk about them next.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. More Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
4: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are
1: you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
4: 23 minutes past seven. If you
2: haven't heard, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12th. And you're in with a chance T's and C's applied. Beautiful sunrise across Adelaide today. 26 degrees. Mark Bickley, we're in the middle of assessing both of our teams, Adelaide and Port Adelaide, how they've gone in the trade period. It's all done for Adelaide, Port Adelaide, with four potential moves to happen by the close of trade today. Chris
3: Davies and the team, they're going to be busy today, mm. you would think. Um, interesting, the big discussion has been around Asava Radigalia and, of course, uh, Chris Davies spoke yesterday on Trade Radio and he, he spoke about what Geelong wanted for Asava. As the trade period goes on, I guess, you know, we'll we'll end up finding out, but um, right now we haven't been able to break the impasse with Geelong for Asava and you know, we've obviously got, what, 36 hours to, to try and make it happen. So surely it happens
2: today? I think so. There was
3: some sort of whispers last night they were you know talking and they were starting things were starting to happen I wonder whether like so Port Adelaide are in a similar position with um uh, Xavier dersmer except Dersmer's contracted but you know Essendon don't yes. want to pay up what I just wonder whether the deal with uh Brandon Zerk Thatcher and Xavier Dersmer where that might get done and there might be A little extra that gets thrown in by Essendon. And that little extra then might go on top of pick 24, which which may go to Geelong. Let me give you some
2: quick-fire questions regarding Port Adelaide's situation. So are you doing a straight swap, Dersmer, Zerk Thatcher, or will something else be added to the deal? If I'm Port
3: Adelaide, I'm not doing a straight swap. There's two reasons. One is Zerk Thatcher's out of contract. And Xavier Dersma's in contract. And yep. I think Dersma's a better player.
2: Okay. Asava Radagalia, will he be a Port Adelaide player by the close of play today?
3: Oh, if I had to hazard the guess, I would. this it would be a guess, I would say yes.
2: Jordan Sweet for me is the one which is just going to happen no matter just what. Domino- We're just waiting just on that. It's just the domino that needs to fall. Yep, he was doing running sessions with Duck Butters over the weekend. He's in Adelaide, so we, we know that that's going to happen. Ivan um, Soldo, will he be a Port Adelaide player? Mm, well, I
3: think less likely. I, I and once again, we, Port Adelaide have got Scott Lysett who is just sitting there, basically yep, like Sam a Sam Hayes is sitting there a, too. Yeah, bottle on the shelf. Um, I think Soldo won't happen. They've been hamstrung a lot by what's happening with these other two deals, and I think that's got sort of... He's the the least of the priorities, I think, just what I can read from it. And and that means one of those two players you mentioned, Sam Hayes and, and Scott Lysette, will be at Port Adelaide next year.
2: Okay. The last one is, will another player leave Port Adelaide that we don't know about, and we haven't heard their name being thrown around at the moment because all we're hearing is... Dersma, a Sweet, Zerk Thatcher, Soldo. Could another player's name be thrown up into the mix? I know yesterday you mentioned potentially a Jackson Mead. Ollie Lord's name was stupidly thrown around a
3: yeah, couple of weeks I, ago. I think it's less likely because right now, clubs are unlikely to take a player sight unseen. Yeah. So you want to have done a medical. And the medicals, it, invariably when someone does a medical, it gets out. Yeah. And, okay. and so if we haven't heard of those players just yet. So, Jack. Ginneman. Uh we heard he was doing a medical at at Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. So when when it gets to that level, think word generally gets out. I'm not saying it won't happen, but it's unlikely. I would think.
2: Very nice work, Mark Bickley. Power fans, what do you think? You can call us one three hundred seven three six seven three six on SENSA.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
4: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 28 to 8 on
4: SENSA Breakfast. Uh, 26
2: degrees today, Bix. Uh, before we head to the news, you were just giving me a world game update because the Socceroos defeated New Zealand earlier at Brentford and... In the Euro qualifiers, uh, it seems that England have defeated Italy. at Wembley, what was the score there? 3-1. Jude Bellingham uh, has been described as the man that is the future of English football at the moment. He's 20 years of age. Mm. Now, this kid started his career at Birmingham. He went to Borussia Dortmund. And this season at Real Madrid, he has played eight games, scored eight goals as a 20-year-old.
3: Just watching the David Beckham um, documentary, which is really interesting. Not sort of being a soccer aficionado back in the late 90s, but just watched the first episode last night and saw him represent England and get sent off and the Mm. vitriol that that caused. When people look back at that, do they look at that send-off and say, that wasn't a send-off? I
2: think so. That's why they they put it in there because it was a very controversial one. Um, Who was your favourite Spice Girl?
3: um who was my favorite probably posh
2: which spice girl would you be
3: <laughs> sporty
2: sorry did you just snort a
3: sporty spice yes Because i'm it?
2: pretty sure i heard a bit of a snort
3: well it was a it was an, a strange question which which spice girl would you be baby <laughs> baby why baby spice
2: on, right, because your heap's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Chancy can you... look after this. What? I'd be Old Spice. <laughs> oh, there it is.
1: <laughs>
0: Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark
4: Bickley and Jared Walsh.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good
2: morning to you. We're going for 26 degrees today. The new captain of Adelaide United, Ryan Kiddo, will join us at 8 o'clock this morning. Quick picks very soon and had a bit of feedback on... Um, Your Spice Girl reference earlier, your favourite Spice Girl or which Spice Girl you would be in, which is Mark Bickley. Old Spice. We also had a bit of feedback about um, the noise that uh, came out of your mouth earlier, which was, I mean, could only be described as a bit of a a snort. Mm. Um, There it is.
3: (laughs) You sure that's me?
2: Yep. So It's not a pig? (laughs) That was literally you. Which is unbelievable. Oh um, mate, fair dinkum internet without the fuss. It is going to be a really big day today. We've been waiting like two weeks for this day because everything happens. So the uh, fingers are going to be fatigued from the refreshing on the phone today, Mark Bickley, just to have a look what happens. Listening to Trade Radio, having a look at X and a man who is all across it is our friend of the show, Cam Luke. Good morning to you, Cam. I'm sure you're excited about it too.
5: Morning, boys. Yes, I am excited. It's been at times, as it always is, a little dull every now and then. So it's always good to get to the last day, knowing that it's going to be a frenzied sort of, what time is it? About 12 hours we've got, about 11 and a half hours. So it's Mm. a big, big day. It's uh, it's exciting for clubs and exciting for fans because they get the players they want and they believe they can get uh, to the position where they were jealous of Collingwood a couple of weeks ago.
3: Yeah. Now, I guess the problem with Trade Week is it started so well. You know, had the, uh, the Clayton Oliver story in, on day one, and it's been all downhill since there. But anyway, we, um, we, we're we interested in what's going to happen with Geelong. We've been talking about Asava Radigalia and Port Adelaide. Uh, has there been any movement whatsoever on that deal? There's a few whispers late last night that things were starting to move.
5: Yeah, I think yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon is when things started to work a little bit more towards Port Adelaide getting their guy. I, I genuinely believe... They will end up getting Radaglia. I think they'll get Zerk Thatcher. I think they'll get all the people they want, which I think is going to be able to help them and put them in a better position to obviously have a 2024 year that they want to have. Geelong, I believe, have played it relatively well. I know it's frustrating if you're a Power fan. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested to know if in the wash we find out if Port Adelaide actually asked Geelong if if that pick 24 was going to satisfy their needs when they traded that future first round of last year for those two picks this year. So um, I think Geelong have played it well. I know Radaglia is desperate to get there and I know how desperate Port Adelaide are to get him. Um, but I believe that yesterday afternoon into the early evening, they might have been able to start to work towards probably making sure that he's a Port Adelaide footballer prior to the deadline. It will be that pick. Like I, They might get a little later pick as well, Geelong, but that, that pick that they ended up trading for, for, you know, I think it's pick 25, will be the one that they get. Geelong believe that's unders. Um, I think everyone else believes that it's probably about right for him, but Geelong will, will argue that by saying, well, the deal you're offering him and how desperately you've chased him for 12 months suggests that you rate him very high. So we're going off your value, not necessarily what the value is around the league. But I think that'll be... The central
3: piece it's a it's a, if they end up trading it for pick 25 it would be the most pointless exercise Andrew Mackey and his team well, that they've ever taken on because Port Adelaide weren't ever budging and they waited to the final hour to just cave in and um, what about the yeah. uh, what about the the deal with Xavier Dersmer and Brandon Zirk Thatcher one of the could, could it be that you know Port Adelaide want a little bit more for Dersmer because he's under contract could Yep. Whatever Essendon sort of throw in as the steak knives, could that be what ends up sort of heading to Geelong to to get that deal over the line?
5: Quite possibly. So Essendon are, are well and truly, absolutely saying, if you want to do Thatcher for Duzma right now, let's do it. And then Port Adelaide are saying, well, hang on, Dursma you know, a month ago wasn't part of this whole situation. He's under under contract, and he sort of popped out because he's surplus to to what Port Adelaide currently have in that position. So. I, I think that that is probably the thrashing of it. Something I don't, I'm not huge on, is just how long some of these deals take. And, I, and all, in and, and absolute all due respect to Zerk Thatchers and the Dersmers and the Radicalis of the world, clubs just continually try and win the trade period exactly. rather than getting it done. And, and Colin was a perfect example of this. Uh, they've just gone, you know what? Lucky Schultz wants to come to our football club. We believe he can play good footy. You know what? We're not going to do. We're not going to haggle forever. We're just going to go, all right, what do you want? Fremantle are going to say, well, we want this, this, and this. And they're like, well, hang on a second. Oh, you know what? Stuff it. We'll mm. give a, a first rounder, and we'll give them 33. It isn't a deep draft. It falls off a cliff in the eyes of the experts after about 12 or 13. So what's what's pick 33 going to get us when we're on the verge of having a crack at a premiership? Let's get it done. Lucky Schultz, now with the pies, and away they go. And again, I understand the uh, you know, complications around some of these deals. It's not always that easy, but... Man, we're, we're like this Paddy Dow deal, the final went down yesterday. Like Dow and Coughfield, guys who everyone agree needs a fresh start but aren't exactly setting in the world on fire. Mm. This mm. thing dragged out for two weeks. It dragged out for two weeks just so we could get the trade done on the second last day. I think clubs continually complicate it by trying to be the winners of trade rather than just going, hey, you know what we can do? We can get better by adding these pieces and we'll go from there.
3: Mm. What about Jack Ginnivan? That's going to be the talking point today. That came up late yesterday afternoon. Yeah, it, it
5: did. It's an interesting one because it was reported. So he's been in Bali. Uh, clearly, Collingwood weren't overly impressed that he went to the races the night before uh, the grand final. <laughs> he didn't set the world on fire in the grand final, but hey, you know what? I, I'm a firm believer, and you've been there, bitch. So I, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, he probably would have had eight touches had he have stayed at home and watched TV. So totally I don't think agree. it impacted his performance. Mm-hmm. The perception probably uh, hurts a little bit because he hasn't had a great year. He had it been Scott Pendlebury. No one would care. would be surprised, but no one would really care. But Ginnivan was on the back foot because of his own stupid actions in the preseason. He has sort of been in and out of favour. He's a premiership player. Craig McRae's comments the week after the grand final were interesting. And then all of a sudden, when Schultz came in, it kind of bobbed up that, hey, you know, Gidevan might look elsewhere. It was slightly rejected by everybody. His management, the club, every single person said, no, 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 he's here. And then all of a sudden, he lands from Bali and he's meeting with Hawthorne. I would say that'll get done. I don't know exactly what Hawthorne uh, are going to head for over for him, but I like him as a footballer. Hopefully, he's he's, he's, he's got his head screwed on right because he's a guy who kicked 40 goals last year mm. in his second year of footy really his first main year. Like, he's talented as all get out. It's just about making sure that uh, he's switched on. Now, sometimes winning a premiership at an early age, lose a little motivation, go wayward, but hopefully going to a club like Hawthorne, working there for Mitch Lewis who um, everyone thinks – is a very good footballer, myself included, and their midfielders continually sort of developing together. I like the fit there, but I, I think it will get done. I, I don't know what for. It'll be interesting. But, again, Hawthorne are happy to give up. Probably if, they, if they're able to get into the round two, they're happy to give that up because, as people are saying, they're not a massive, massive, massive push on the positivity of this draft.
2: Now, Cam, before we let you go, the biggest signing of the trade period is DJ Vasilievich to the Adelaide 36ers, and you're a big <laughs> basketball guy. Can you give us some quick thoughts on that before we say farewell? Absolutely.
5: I, uh, it, it's come out of nowhere. Sydney aren't happy, but uh, they, uh, they released his rights yesterday afternoon. Uh, I like him. He's, he's a two time championship player. There is no doubt that he's going to help Adelaide. They have got a huge amount. A huge amount of guards, so it's going to be Mm. up to CJ Bruton to be able to make sure these guys get flow, get fluency, get chemistry. The news that came out of NBL Overtime last night, the show that I host 7.30pm on Tuesdays on ESPN, is that they're also chasing an import centre. So they've got Mm. Basilevich. They're going to give McCarron and Kadir the keys to be the point guard, but they're chasing import centre. They asked the question of Tyler Cook who plays? Or played for Southeast East Melbourne Phoenix as an injury replacement. He's just gone home. He has said no, but they're chasing an the input five-man as well. So uh, Vasilovich will, will head in. Uh, he's still going to get that release from the Washington Wizards, considering he was there in the offseason. I don't know how that kind of works. Mm. Um, I have no doubt they've got more important things to worry about than giving a release to an Australian player. But I also would assume there's just a signing of a piece of paper that takes all of two seconds. So uh, hopefully he's in uniform this week. He's a two-time championship player. He's going to let it fly. He's part of the all-confidence team. He believes in himself and I think Adelaide are going to absolutely... And the Adelaide 36ers fans that continually show up and are knowledgeable and love their basketball they're going to love him so hopefully it's this weekend he suits up and it definitely makes him better
2: I think it'd be good if the Adelaide 36ers spent a bit more money and signed Dwight Howard that would be good for them in the league as well um, <laughs> but uh, Cam thank you so you much for what? your time
5: you know what there's, there's, there's a lot worse ideas to get around so hopefully that doesn't <laughs> weirdly happen but uh, boys have a great day
2: and uh, enjoy it. No, we love your work. Cam Luke's Thanks, outstanding Cam. with uh, our, our trade radio stuff. Uh, mate, him Internet, without the fuss, but also, as he mentioned, NBL Overtime as well. He's versatile, mate. He's across every sport, Mark Bickley. If you thought I was into all sports, yeah. Cam Luke is your guy.
3: SEN track as well. Yep. He's, he knows it all. I should have got a Melbourne Cup winner off him.
2: One of the only trustworthy people with two first names too.
3: Oh, Neil Craig says hello.
2: No. <laughs> No, no good. No, no good. Craig David. The moment he called LeBron James James LeBron, um, I'm not, <laughs> so, not interested in Craig Neal, all right? <laughs> so it's 12 minutes, eight quick picks next.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mawn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
4: Breakfast with Mark Bickley
0: and Jared
1: Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Ryan Kiddo, the
4: captain of Adelaide
2: United, is going to join us just after 8 o'clock this morning. And your texts, keep them coming in 0427 154 166. That's Signet Boost Power Bank. Could be yours, Mark Bickley. It is time for my favourite thing of the
1: week.
2: Please explain to everyone how QuickBix works. If okay. this is the first time you've heard it, so
3: you ask a half a dozen questions, six questions, generally on a topic. Yeah, that's uh, that's been in the news, and and then I get ten seconds yep. per question. Yes, to answer them. You do play a bit of think music, and if it's a really tough one, I can ask for an extension.
2: Yeah, I think you'll need an extension today. This is how the countdown sounds. So it builds up suspense. You get nervous. Then you look at me with your little grin because you know the answer to them all yeah. the time, but you do it for theatre. Bit of theatre. So today is the trade deadline edition of Quick Bix. The
3: trade deadline edition?
2: Yeah, because today's trade deadline day. Okay. Six questions.
3: Mm-hmm. Good luck. Okay.
2: It's also a bit of an educational piece as well because we're going to go on a trip down memory lane. So you've got to listen very closely, Mark Bickley. I'll try,
3: I'll try.
2: In 2014, GWS received Ryan Griffin pick six which turned out to be Caleb Marchbank for Tom Boyd
3: this is GWS got Caleb Marchbank mm, okay yep.
2: are you still with me I've yeah. gone through three words out yeah, of the okay. sentence no,
3: just to get that up, clear Tom
2: that. Boyd at the Bulldogs only played a handful of games but his biggest was a huge role in the 2016 grand final
3: mm.
2: how many goals did he kick on grand final day he
3: mm. kicked that one huge one after Boyd tackled Buddy.
2: He polled third in the Norm Smith voting that day too. So how many goals?
3: I'm going to say three.
2: Three is correct. Good job. Well done. Hmm. Guess?
3: No, I, I thought it was two or three. But then when you said he came third in the Norm Smith, yeah, I'd, I'd suggest like to help you out a little maybe bit. it was a bit more than a bit less.
2: In 2002, the Adelaide Crows gave up picks two and 18 hmm. to bring in a 31-year-old Wayne Carey. Yep. Interesting time for the club. Mm -hmm. North Melbourne used that pick to recruit Daniel Wells. Sure did. Not bad. How many games did Wayne Carey play for Adelaide?
3: I think I know this. So Wayne Carey played 272 games overall, which is the same as what I played, strangely enough. That's why I know that.
2: That's a good comparison to Wayne Carey there.
3: And I think... If my memory serves me correctly, he played 18 games at Adelaide because that's what number he is at North Melbourne. That's why that sticks in my head. Yeah, not bad from you. Well done. Good job. It's like Slumdog Millionaire, how some things just stay in your brain, isn't it?
2: Well, I like how you compared yourself to Wayne Carey. I,
3: I didn't. So we played the same amount of games. That's fact.
2: Mm. Jeepers. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to yell or okay. snort at me. Um <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's going to get played.
2: There it is, yeah.
4: Ma, the meatloaf! <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf!
1: Now <laughs> me, me put them together. Oh, no, you've
2: turned into a meatloaf pig. Ma,
1: the meatloaf!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Righto, move on. Oh, it's my fault, is it? Yeah. You're the one going <laughs> into the microphone. Um, okay, question three. 2015, one of the most one-sided trades of all time. So Geelong received... Pick 50, which ended up being Ryan Gardner and Patrick Dangerfield. Adelaide received Dean Gore. Mm. Pick 9, who ended up being Wayne Wayne Miller. Mm. And pick 28. Adelaide traded their pick 28 that year, which landed them who? They traded
3: pick 28 to get...
2: You've got an extension if you need it.
3: No, I think I know. Has okay. it got has it got a connection to SEM? Yes. Is it Troy Menzel?
2: Oh, sorry. Wrong one. Yes, that's correct. Well done. Good job. Outstanding from you. Thank you. Uh, by the way, if you've just tuned in, Mark Bickley gets no indication of what I'm going to ask here with Quick Picks, And it is the trade deadline edition. So you're outstanding at the moment for Ethan 3. 2016 was the pick swap, which upon reading this has just turned insane. Mm-hmm. The pick swap, right? Have yep. a listen to this. Port Adelaide and Sydney pick swap. So Sydney got pick nine, yeah. turned out to be Oli Florence. Solid. They got pick 19, Will Haywood. Good pick. And they got pick 49, Darcy Cameron, who mm-hmm. ended up being a premiership player at a different club. Yep. Port Adelaide in this pick swap, mm. got pick 14, who ended up being Todd Marshall. Yep. Pick 17, who ended up being Sam Pepper. And pick 31 who ended up being willem drew Three not bad, solid
3: picks I, I think i know where this is going
2: really mm. who did adelaide take with their mm. first pick in that yeah, draft
3: yeah it's a bit of a sticking point for adelaide fans
2: so you know the answer
3: i think i do do you want me to play out the whole 10 seconds
2: not really But you're going to anyway Are you?
3: <laughs> i think it was jordan galucci that's correct mm. Wasn't the finest moment.
2: You're four from four here. I think this is even more that, difficult.
3: That was that caused a lot of consternation because the Adelaide recruiters supposedly wanted to take Tim English that year, but the the discussion was around we need more speed. So there was an overrule, and they end up taking Galucci because he was the fastest player in the in the
2: draft. That worked out well for them, didn't mm. it? Suki Suki Lala. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the full bag of tricks today. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, they're having a look at photos of Tim English at the moment, all Australian <laughs> Rutman going.
3: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, that that's the urban myth or, or the, the story. Not yeah. sure how, how true okay,
2: that is. Uh, question five. Mm. Unbelievable from you, Mark Bickley. In 2007, Carlton traded Josh Kennedy pick three and pick 20 to get West Coast's Chris Judd who did the Eagles draft with pick three? Oh. Premiership player.
3: Yeah.
2: You haven't used your extension yet.
3: Can I use my extension? Yeah, you can. No worries. I know it's not Andrew Gaff, but mm. I know it's a player like that. He's a. I can. I can picture him in my head. Tell man. me what
2: he looks like.
3: Mid size, sort of on baller. Is it, is it Chris Maston?
2: It's Chris Maston. Oh, this is unbelievable. Thank you. Did you get the answers provided to you from Jace today? How? H-
3: how does that happen?
2: Well, they were printed out today, and you spent a very long time going to move the cars, oh, allegedly. What well, do so you
3: reckon you put the answers under under your front Windscreen
2: oh, I don't know you guys might have a separate chat that you do these kind of things let's go to the last one okay, okay. in 2001 Sydney received Barry Hall and pick 53 who ended up being Daniel Hunt St who? Kilda I don't know Daniel Hunt yeah um, Rex's brother um, St Kilda received pick 13 who ended up being Nick Dal Santo solid pick 17 and pick 45 who did Barry Hall kick more goals for St Kilda or the Bulldogs
3: the saints was early days played in the 97 grand final kicked four mm. the bulldogs when he went there they were going pretty well played in a prelim
2: you got to answer it i'm
3: going to say the saints
2: saint kilda cuz you said the saints so do you mean the saints or the saints i <laughs> oh, meant cuz you've made up a team
3: saint kilda
2: <laughs> okay winner <laughs> oh! 144 goals for the Saints and uh, 135 for the Bulldogs. So it was very, very close. That is absolutely outstanding from you, Mark Bickley. That is incredible. I enjoyed piecing that together last night because I thought, oh, this is going to really challenge you. But you've got a talent with this stuff and I love doing it. Chris
3: Maston was the one I'm most proud of. That's a really good get.
2: But you had no clues. You had nothing. That was brilliant. So well done you are the skipper of this show and Ryan's, uh, Ryan Kiddo is the skipper of Adelaide United and we will speak to him next I'm just glad he doesn't play for the Saints. <laughs> good
0: morning Kia at Cheltenham and Barker for all
4: your class leading Kia vehicles and servicing breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared
1: Walsh are you ready are you ready are you ready are you ready let's go four minutes
4: past eight on SENSA breakfast uh, your calls uh, on
2: 1300 736 736 we're going for 26 degrees today I want to give a nomination for the good stuff in a moment Bix but we got a few texts flying in
3: yeah, this one's from Josh at Aldinga Beach if Walsh's parking is anything like it is at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre doesn't surprise me it took Bix a while to move the cars well that is an interesting point because mm. when I went to your car which was parked on the street in Hindley Street yeah it was at least a half a metre outside to the right hand side of the white line where it was meant to be so If a big truck comes down, it wouldn't surprise me if it scratched. And then you were right up against the car behind. I had to do a 21. I was like Austin Powers in that movie doing a 21-point turn to try and get out.
2: You've got to give me the benefit of the doubt, though, because we couldn't breathe. Because the truck that was parked in front of Studio Lumo today, blocking the car park, was was a sewerage truck. And I got out to try and negotiate with the driver of the truck while you sat in your car listening to our podcast with your door locked and your windows locked (laughs) and you refused to negotiate with him. So I had to go out. I'd
3: already spoken to him because I got there at five past five and you rocked up at 20 past five. So I'd been sitting there for 15 minutes.
2: Mm. So that's why I was... I feel fatigued after that scent. It was (laughs) disgusting. But we've got through, which is okay. Thank you for your text, Josh. (laughs) Mm. Um, How good does
3: Aldinga Beach sound at the, right at the moment? 26 degrees today, no better mm, place. On I, Earth.
2: I reckon Josh lives in a suburb that isn't Aldinga Beach, but just likes to say he lives in Aldinga mm, Beach because it sounds even better. It's like, I used to live in Peterhead, but I told everyone I lived in Semaphore because it sounded nicer. So I think Josh might be a bit of a phony.
3: What? Just on that, mm. what wouldn't you say if you're going to choose <laughs> and say, okay, I don't want to sound like I've come from Peterhead. Why would you choose Semaphore? Why wouldn't you choose Henley Beach or somewhere? No,
2: you leave the the northwest suburbs alone, mate, just because you're not allowed in there because the Port Adelaide people don't like you. Aim higher
3: is what I'm saying. The good
2: stuff, get on the road faster. 13.27.27 is that Adelaide United have a new skipper and it's an absolute pleasure to be joined by Ryan Kiddo. Congratulations, Ryan. I'm sure you're excited to uh, make your way onto the pitch at Cooper Stadium on Friday. Ryan's just dropped out. So I've done an incredible introduction and his phone's just dropped out. He's probably disgusted that. Just on that,
3: that. the the release of the 20-year video, how did that go for Adelaide United?
2: The People's Club, it was fantastic. Some of these things that came out from this 30-minute documentary, which you can view now if you go onto the website and have a look at some of the socials, things like Romario came over and played. Remember all the fanfare around Romario. John Cosmina said... I didn't want to sign Romario. I think he was getting paid about $50,000 a game over that four-game period, if you think back in the early 2000s. Um, but also, John Cosmina almost coached Melbourne victory. We had the lead-up. There were 16,000 people at Highmarsh on that night, that famous night 20 years ago. Mm. And it's quite fitting now, if you think about it. The person that scored the first goal for Adelaide United is now the head coach of the club. Yeah, it's remarkable, isn't it? It's, and, it's really good. Just
3: getting back to the, uh, the Beckham documentary in that game where they just in that world cup i think they play or the qualify for the world cup they played against italy and Del Piero was playing for italy in that game he ended up coming out and playing for sydney didn't he like playing in the a league he did Del Piero ended up
2: and he was brilliant for the league another text coming through from andrew saying bix walsh is carrying on like a diehard port fan harden up please i don't know if you're saying you should harden up or i should harden up but we'll get to that a little bit later on ryan kiddo now joins us hey ryan congratulations mate and i'm sure you're pumped for friday
6: Thanks, Jared. Uh, thanks for having me. And absolutely, it's been a long pre-season and the games are finally, finally here and no better way to kickstart against the reigning champions.
2: What does the captaincy mean for you, Ryan? Oh, it's a
6: great honour. Um, I was there that uh, that day in 2003, October 17th, when, when Carl did score the first goal for the club and since then uh, fell in love with the club. So to now be given the nod and to have the opportunity to lead the team is is very humbling. And um, to represent this particular group of players, that means so much to me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy and now I have a job to do.
3: Well, this year takes on a different look. Obviously, uh, some players that are not there, some others that have come to the club. What's the expectations? What are you hoping for this year?
6: Oh, we always set out to, to win the championship. That's that's why we play football. Um, and I'll continue to drive that team-first approach that um, we have been with this, with this group of players. And I believe that if um, collectively we're able to reach our goals and be successful, then individuals will will flourish and get the opportunities they deserve as well.
2: It's really impressive to see the team win the NPL Championship a couple of weeks ago, Ryan, with some of the best players for that team being Adelaide United squad players as well. So, Panash, Madana, Luka Jovanovic, and we're all excited to see Johnny Yull And what I love about what Carl Viet does is he gives young South Australian players an opportunity if they deserve that opportunity. And we've got a really good history of playing good South Australian kids.
6: Yeah, we do, and I think it's great for the fans to see, especially for the young people coming to the stadium. To if, if you put in the hard work and um, you want to represent this club, that there, there is a pathway for you, and, and Carl is going to provide that. And, um, you allude to that team, they had a magnificent year in the MPL, and these players have now been in our first-team system for two, three years and, and are ready to play. So I'm really excited to see how they develop and progress as the year goes.
3: We look towards the Central Coast and the, such a tough team to play against. Uh, how do you take them on? Because they, they, I don't think they're going to get any easier from where they were last year.
6: No, They're a very good team and um, I think last year they had the mentality they were hunting, and now they're going to be the hunted, obviously, winning the championship. So um, we're going to look to, to I suppose, take it to them and, and be as determined as possible, both defensively and in attack, because I think at the end of the day, in the semifinals, if, you know, the footage, probably, we look back on it, they were just that little bit hungrier. So um, we believe in the quality we have, and if we have that desperation and all we'll work together, well, I believe we can have good success on Friday night.
2: One of the beauties of what Mark Bickley had to go through as the captain of the Adelaide Crows, Ryan, is he didn't have to travel very far to go to training each day. I wanted you to give Bix a bit of an insight to your commute that you've had to do for your time at Adelaide United. How far you have to go from where you live to Playford in Elizabeth just to train each day?
6: (laughs) Yes, I I do get to see um, all of South Australia. It is by choice, I must admit, but I, I live down in McLaren Vale, so about 60 kilometers there and 60 kilometers home every day um but plenty of thinking time and i come up with some wonderful ideas and stuff (laughs)
3: that 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 is interesting it's not dissimilar malcolm blight when he coached geelong he wanted to live in melbourne and he had the one hour drive there one hour drive back and he said exactly the same thing ryan about thinking uh, and being alone with your thoughts he found that invaluable so um i just hope that you have uh, the similar good fortune of what i had which was in my first year as captain we actually we actually won something which was uh great as well
6: yeah that, obviously that's the ultimate goal and that'll be that'll be fantastic um, so we'll see what we can do i'll keep pushing standards <laughs> expectations and like i said that's that's all what we're setting out to do
2: just before we let you go how's dad life going we know you've got a little one and you maybe are getting a little bit more sleep but how's it all going
6: yeah, he's 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 been a good boy. He's you know they say um they always tell me time flies, and now that I that I have a have a child, uh, time does fly. He's grows so quickly, and um all those little bits of time are invaluable. And the, the, watching him develop over these last seven months is, has been awesome. And um, yeah, I'm excited to we got to have him down at the fan day um, when we had the open training session, and hopefully throughout the year um, with a couple of time. Uh, friendly games, I'll get the opportunity to share some of these experiences with him as well.
3: Well, Ryan, what a great story it is. Uh, As you said earlier, you were there watching the birth of this footy club. You've gone on to become uh, the captain of the club, and it's an exciting year coming up. We wish you all the best.
6: Thank you very much. And I just want to say as well, I'm not sure if you said anything, Jared, but the documentary, 20-year documentary, has been released, which is magnificent. So I suggest everyone get out there and watch that
2: it looks awesome, mate. There's a really good celebration of both the men's and the women's team as well, which is brilliant. The People's Club... You will get emotional watching it if you can find about 33 minutes today to do that. So Ryan Kiddo joining us. Friday is going to be huge, bigs because it is a doubleheader. So the women play first. Awesome. Um, and their kickoff, I think, is at 4.30. And that will be followed by the men. We've got a, a bit of unfinished business against Central Coast. And it's definitely a winnable game because their coach, Nick Montgomery, has gone to uh, another club to coach overseas. And Jason Cummings, who scored all the goals from last year, he's also gone overseas too. So, um, he's, but, got,
3: he's got Messi's top, hasn't he? Yeah. You know.
2: Well, he tries to get everyone's top when he (laughs) plays the cum dog. So, uh, Ryan Kiddo, an outstanding leader, one of the hardest working players at the club as well. It's 14 minutes past eight on SENSA.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Morning Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast
4: with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 19
4: minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Going to be a
2: huge day today, so make sure you keep it locked on SENSA. I think tomorrow, Bix, we might be catching up with um, some pretty big wigs from the footy clubs. So CD from Port Adelaide, we're led to believe he's going to join us and someone from the Crows as well to talk about their list situation too after the trade deadline wraps up tonight. Um, we were talking about Jack Ginnivan earlier and your very good friend, Phil Davis, who, um, well, last week poured some fuel on a fire about <laughs> where the Crows and Port Adelaide sit. This is what he said about Jack Ginevan. Uh
4: Phil, you reckon...
3: Um, I was just having a look at what Ginevan, what Hawthorne might be at. 33s, does that seem fairish to you? 33 for Ginevan straight up?
2: Uh, it seems a bit high, to be fair. Um, 54? 50, 54's yeah, pretty. That's probably, I, I feel like he's more of a 40 to 50 mm-hmm. kind of player. I think, and this is not, nothing think it's it, but like the hype around him makes it always such a bigger product than what it is. And I guess from a marketing point, point of view from Hawthorne too, maybe a pick 33 balances that out. But no, nah, for me, he's a 40 to 50 player. He's a handy player with a lot to prove to show that he can play week in, week out for the next five to 10 years at AFL level. So I think he's more of a 40 to 50 man. Phil doesn't hold back, does he? I like that about him.
3: Mm, it's, it's interesting though, because you compare him to Lockie Schultz, which yep. we've, we've done. So Schultz has kicked... Schultz has played 90 games for 100 goals so just over a goal a game but that's unfair because if you look at his last two years he's kicked 63 goals in his last 46 games Jack Ginevan has kicked 58 goals in his last 42 games which is very comparable considering that Ginevan was started as a sub in five of those games this year so he kicked 40 goals last year Ginevan's five years younger Ginevan hasn't turned 21 yet Schultz is 25 uh there's a Shorts brings a few other things to the table in goal assists and some pressure stuff, but still think they're comparable. So Shorts was a future first round pick for Collingwood, which is fourteen to eighteen, I think you could safely say, and pick thirty four. So you'd have to say pick thirty three, which is what Hawthorne would hold. If you're Collingwood, that's what you'd be asking for, mm.
2: surely. It was interesting in that the last couple of games of the season because I was at the the MCG for that prelim final to see mm. Ginevan start as a sub. I was surprised that he started on the field for Collingwood in that grand final too. You know, Lipinski started as the sub. Yeah, um, And I think there was a bit of conjecture whether he was going to start as a sub yeah. or play, but maybe that's a rotational thing. Yeah, it was,
3: was more about what they needed. And um, yeah, Ginevan's a pure forward. Lipinski's more of your midfield type. Uh, and, and that's the other thing to take into consideration. Yeah, Phil said, yeah, you know, got it not sure about him, but He he made the grand final side. Mm. He's in the best twenty-two. Won
2: an Anzac medal, so big. He's a big game player.
3: He's in the best twenty-two of the best side. I think that yeah, that warrants a bit more than pick forty or fifty. So once again, love Phil, love his opinions, but we're slightly different on that one.
2: Twenty-two minutes past eight.
0: Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Morning Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing.
4: Breakfast with Mark Bickley
1: and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Well, Mark
4: Bickley at
2: 27 minutes past eight after a very eventful start to the day with Car Park gates where we were locked out of the car park. There was a truck parked in front. We couldn't access it. There was a standoff. You've managed to run across the outside studio, Lumo, to move the cars. It's been a successful day. Cam Luke joined us to talk trades. Ryan Kiddo from Adelaide United, their new skipper. You can hear both of them on the podcast And Quick picks.
3: Now, I'm keen to get your thoughts. You're a Port Adelaide fan. Mm. What do you think is going to happen at the close of business today? Where will Port sit?
2: I think by the end of play today there will be three new faces at Port Adelaide and they will be Savarada Galea, Jordan Sweet, and Brandon Zerk-Thatcher.
3: Mm. And one exit, Xavier Dersman.
2: I think one exit with the potential of another, but you talking about the uh, medicals mm. never being a secret anymore. It makes me question. So It's hard to buy something
3: sight unseen, isn't
2: it? Yes, definitely. So I think a lot of those deals will get done. The, the guarantee will be Jordan Sweet. That, that's going to be done. It's probably done. We're just waiting for the other one. So um, I think everyone's going to be relieved if and when Radagalia is done because <laughs> I'm sick of talking about it. We've been talking about it for the past two years.
3: Yeah, two years, two weeks. Let's hope. Let's hope that, that he gets to where he wants to go. Let's hope that we see some other action if your footy club's involved in them and um, we'll be here Tomorrow morning to wrap it all up, going over all the trades.
2: Don't forget the run home with Kimbo on the roots from 3 o'clock, Sports Day SA with Blighty and Wheels. And of course, we will be all over the results tomorrow. We'll chat to both clubs, might even go some of the greatest trades in both of our clubs' history as well. Mm. Until then, Bix, have a great day. We've got to go find our cars. We don't know where they are, so <laughs> see, see you. Ya.
3: See you, Wolfie.